Another episode of Brooklyn Boys Radio. Radio. So check this out. I know y'all see things a little bit different this week. You know what I mean? So we're going to do something a little bit different. We heard your cries. We heard your comments. Thank you for liking, sharing, and subscribing, and leaving a comment. So without further ado, what I want to do is we're going to answer some of the old questions that needed to be asked. Everybody's been asking for months. What happened to money and violence? What happened to money and violence? Did Mo steal the money? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so what we want to do today is do a little bit of reminiscing, a little bit of um, just getting together with everybody that was a part of the cast. Some people going to join us by phone. Some people going to join us live. Some people going to play the internet like they always play the internet. We know how that go. But check this out. Anybody in their feelings today, please, that's on the cast, feel free to share. Whatever you thought happened, whatever you might have felt that ha felt that happened, talk to us. But we're gonna have a good time today and reminisce about money and violence and all the great times we had on set, and dispel any of the rumors that may have been out there before. Yo, so check it. Back in 2014, right? A couple of friends came together and basically put together a project that pretty much went global, changed the world, changed the whole film industry. Um, a project that gave everybody the courage to pretty much pick up cameras and shoot their own narrative. What this project proved was that you didn't need a film degree. You know what I mean? All you needed was some courage and some people with the same passion as you to pretty much prove to the world that you can make anything happen. You know, this show Money and Violence pretty much started an entire renaissance of urban filmmaking. You know, it gave everyone the, uh, the balls and the gusto, it proved that, look, man, us people from the hood, 
we are so goddamn ambitious and we are so we have so much ingenuity that we can pretty much anything that we set our minds to we can make happen something that started with a thought in a person's mind just collaborated with the right people and pretty much put something together that touched everyone well hold on before we do that Mo, can i ask you a couple questions real quick what's up because <clears throat> before we bring some of the guests out i just want to ask you a couple questions mm -hmm. what's some of the craziest shit you ever heard about money and violence Oh, some of the craziest shit? Because I want people, when they come out, they can address some of them things if they want to. So okay. what's some of the craziest things you ever heard so we could hopefully change the narrative or just answer some questions? All right, so, um, and he's not, he's not here today, unfortunately, but I heard um, the dude that played Mr., he did an interview where he said that he was with me at a meeting at Rock Nation, and Jay-Z handed me a $1 million check, and I said... Nah, that's not enough. And then Jay-Z gave me a $2 million check, which is the craziest thing in the world. Um, Can I get my commission off that shit, please? <laughs> listen, listen. Yeah. You know, so that's one of the craziest things that I've ever heard, in all honesty. Um, yeah, I, I, I heard that you took all the money, man. I like That's what I've been I heard niggas say yeah. you ran away with the bread and all that stuff like that. I heard people didn't get paid on set neither. I heard people didn't get paid. I heard that um, I took all the money and I went and got a penthouse. With that said... You know, enough about all of that. Mm. What I'd like to do is introduce, um, you know, the people that made this all possible. So let's bring in the cast, the cast of Money and Violence. Oh, shit. Blender, Capone, Alaska, BR, Sophia, Archie, Black. Tamula. Tamula do what the fuck he wanna do. He's gonna walk Grand. <laughs> Kenny, Soul, Light. You mean Cat. Cat, oh my bad. He's still stuck He's still with stuck. Cat. <laughs> Yo. But anyway. Big Fritz, me and name Fritz. My man Bucks right there. Him legendary, my man um June right there. But anyway, we'll be right back with this interview. Let's go to the intro and welcome. Cast the money and violence, the Brooklyn Boys Radio. Yeah. I went and sat in McDonald's and I sat there till they closed. And then I still was scared to go home. So that's how I ended up here. Now you think he's dead? I don't know. Around what time was this? That was, um, shit. Um, it was like midnight. Yo, you think I'm gonna get arrested for this? I don't know. It depends. <sighs> shit. It depends if life. anybody sees you. Some bullshit. It depends. If anybody sees you, if they actually tell the police, this could be a situation where nothing happens. 
But this also could be a situation where everything happens. Where did you put the gun? It's in the drawer, man. All right, man. I'm about to go back to the block to see if I get any word on what happened. I'll be back. Yo, you think you can bring some food when you come back? You don't got no bread on you? Yeah, I got money, but the cops looking for me. My nigga, who the fuck you think you are? Bin Laden? Oh, Police ain't looking for your ass. Get your scary ass up and go get something to eat. Whatever, man. Crazy. Lock that door, man. Listen, man, you two dudes was like the odd couple. Definitely. My man, Shooter Shane and Kane, I'd like to welcome y'all to Brooklyn Boys Radio. Yo, what's up, man? We ain't seen y'all in a minute, man. I didn't even know. I knew Dude was in North Carolina, but I didn't know Ace was in North Carolina. Dude is Shane and Ace is Kane, for those that don't know. Nah, uh, we just, uh, we, we chilling. We back and forth. Okay, okay. Good to hear that, man. How's the family? How y'all been and all that good shit? Uh, everything good. Everything good. Take care of the kids and family and, and living a good life right now. Yeah, so, congrats, congrats. Congrats to Ace and Kane between because between the two of them in the last couple of years they have 15 kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they really out here, really out here dumping. Yo, I want to jump right in with these two. Hold on, but I, I just want to say something like like you know people don't know um like these dudes right here man like damn I hate I, I don't even want. I just got to use the word family because I think the word brother is so overused these days that it means nothing. You know what I mean? So um, I want to I wanna really do justice, I mean, to the connection I have with these two guys here. Um, at the end of the day, I came up with an idea and I told them about it. And these dudes put so much passion. Not, you know, the same thing like, like, like Shah said, because at the beginning... We didn't do this because we wanted fame or we wanted attention or we wanted money. It was literally like, yo, Mo got the idea, we believe in Mo, so let's make this happen. You know, so I just want to give y'all y'all flowers, man, because, you know, we went to war. We hit the battlefield. I mean, 30, 20 degree days. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Mo being real modest about that right now, because it was way more than that. We put everything into it just like he Shit, I remember I remember one night we was outside in Flatbush and we had to light the whole set with our cell phones. Oh yeah, yeah. We was in that basement. We in was that in the ba basement. In the basement. On Lennox. We had no lights. We had to light the shit with cell phones. It was the scene, it was the scene where BR had to shoot out with G. It was in the finale. And I was like, yo, everybody give me your cell phones. And I just started putting the cell phones up on the pipes and that's how we that's how we lit the scene. Yo, listen, I remember one scene when the camera was on 1%. And one of the cash had to say one line and they couldn't say it. <laughs> Yo, hold on, who was that? Was, was that cash? Nah, it was right. It was, oh, it was oh, black. It was man. black. It's one of them three. Oh, Tamula. You remember Tamula? Oh, oh, my God. Tamula in the steel room. In the steel room. What was the line? Yo, <laughs> he just couldn't get. Yeah. I remember when we first started and Kenny couldn't say that was the yeah. That was the first scene he had with um with him and um him and Zogard. Zogard. Yes, yeah. 
100 G's in the bank ain't 100 G's for the bank. That's what it was. Uh, so real quick question, y'all. You know, a lot of people always come to me and they ask me, like, was money and violence improv? And I always fight with these people and be like, nah, Mo wrote every scene. Like, he, it was a script. Now, some people made it came on and added their one, two cents, you know, like actors do. But was it improv? Or did Mo go home and write the scenes and give everybody the script? Nah, Mo wrote it. Let, let, you know, the worst part about Mo writing it, you don't get the script to study at home. You get the script to study on the set. We <laughs> 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 can do like a rock, paper, scissors, we get the script, we get the set right there. Ah, uh, y'all got 10 minutes. 10 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> he wrote everything, he wrote everything, and it wasn't like you got a heads up the day before or nothing. You know what's crazy? I remember there was days that we would meet up in my crib and we literally be like, okay, we going to shoot. And it's like, what are we shooting today? And I'm like, I have no idea. Let's just get the two first and I'm gonna write the scenes, right? And, and we was and we would sit in the lobby for like an hour or two and I would just sit there on my phone and I would start writing scenes and then I would just email it to everybody. And I'm like, yo, you got 20 minutes to remember these lines and let's go. Yo, fuck the scenes, y'all. This nigga used to, go ahead. And that's what I was going to say about Mo. You would call, he would just call and say, yo, I need a place. I need a restaurant. I need a barbershop. Like, he would just ask for the weirdest shit at the craziest times. Like, yo, Mo, you couldn't ask for that a week ago? <laughs> he I would edit on Monday. I would literally not sleep, not sleep for 48 hours. And then Wednesday, Thursday is his day that he off. And then Friday, he come with a script. We're like, yo, bro, we just wrote you the last five days. You just say nothing about this. So wait a minute. So, because I don't want people to pass that. So wait a minute. Mo, you wrote the script. Mm -hmm. We would we, we would drop an episode on Tuesday was, night. Hold up. Then you would shoot, the, then you would shoot what you wrote. Mm -hmm. Then you would go home and edit. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mo, Mo used to... Alright, this is how it started off. I'm supposed to be helping Mo edit. This is how it started. Oh, wait, 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 wait. You were? Because <laughs> that never happened. <laughs> Yo. First day, the first day I went there, he started editing and I went to sleep with me. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, but you. Uh huh. After that, right? Oh, oh, oh! Was so ill because, like, we really didn't. He really didn't know. He really didn't know what he wanted to do, any direction, or he didn't know about any camera angles, or he didn't know anything about that. Not at all. And we was just going. He didn't give me a, a, a idea. He give me an idea of how he wanted. And I try my best to do it while while he's filming. He do it while I'm filming, and he holds the mic, and then now we here. Yeah, and you, you know what's crazy? Um, I don't think people understood how much this show was like 
drawn from like real life. I know you remember that night. Uh, we were shooting like one o'clock in the morning. It was on a Monday, and the episode had to be out on the next day, on Tuesday, right? And one of our actors basically walked out on us because he couldn't remember his lines. He got pissed off, and he walked out on us. So we went to this restaurant one o'clock in the morning. I'm sitting there because I'm like, bro, we have to finish this episode tonight, and I have to come out. I have to figure out a way to finish this episode. So I'm calling people just to see who's up at one o'clock in the morning. Like, who can I use? So I call my cousin Rob, and I don't know if y'all remember this scene where Miz went to buy a gun from um, this Haitian dude, and the whole scene was in Creole, and, the, and, and it was the subtitles, and dude was talking about how his um, cousin, who's a crackhead, stole his dog, right? And sold his dog, right? But the crazy thing is, so I call my cousin Rob, my cousin's up at one o'clock in the morning, I'm like, yo, I'm coming to your crib because I gotta figure something out. So me, dude, Ace, we go to my cousin's crib with Miz or whatever. So when I get there, my cousin's like, so one of my cousins was a crackhead. So my cousin's like, yo, you ain't gonna believe this BS. I'm like, what happened? He's like, yo, our cousin came here and I'm in the kitchen and, and, and he comes in the house and I hear him in the background and then he leaves and when I go in the room, I can't find the dog. He's like, yo, I think this crackhead went and sold the dog. So when he told me this, I'm like, yo, goddamn. That'd be a funny-ass story for this episode. So then I came up with this whole thing where Miz goes to his house, and he's selling Miz a gun, and while Miz is buying the gun, he's telling him this story, and the crazy thing is the story was something that really <laughs> happened. Really happened right but, that's, but that's money and violence, you know, for you. I mean, I'm not going to go into it because, you know, we don't want to go to jail. But um, <laughs> a, lo a lot of that show oh, was... shit. Let me, let me that night, I shot back out to Queens to go to Long Island, and Long Island Jewish to the hospital, right? I shot all the way to Long Island Jewish. And came back. We went out there, stayed out there, came back that same morning, so, so to make sure we finished that episode so they could get it on that Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know. I was, the kids were going to school. Like, kids get on the bus to go to school. Like, when I was on my way back to going, and we still out there trying to shoot it. You know, so look, man, to y'all, it was like just a 30, it was 30 minutes of entertainment, but y'all don't even understand. Like it was literally seven straight days, like 24 hours a day of production. You know, like they'll tell you, I literally did not sleep two to three days a week straight. I did not sleep for 72 hours every week to get that done. And I'm going to put y'all on to this. I had no gray hairs in my beard before the second season of Money and Violence. None. By the by the end of shoot, you remember that? By now, the now end of shooting that like, season. Not a nigga like Santa Claus. Yo. Well, go ahead. It's like it was like Barack Obama going in the office of George Bush. By the by the end of my term with that show I had mad gray. Yo, hairs. real quick question, y'all. Cause I we gotta get to everybody else, but quick question to Ace, you could probably answer this. What's the craziest rumors that you heard that you know is not true about money and violence? Mm. Rich did not sign that check at the bottom every week for them getting paid. They 
How about the fact that I stole all the money? Well, let me say this, y'all. Um, I want to give Renee his respect because he did come on the show and uh, he did what he had to do when it came towards money and violence. Mm -hmm. I think he played a great mix. Um, he was invited tonight to the show. Um, just to dispel any gripes that he had. Or? Wait, and I would like to say, him coming to the show wasn't my idea. This was something that Styles presented to me, and I said, you know what? Being that he has so much of an issue, yo, give him a chance to come through and get whatever's off his chest, on his chest, off his chest. And the reason being because it's been seven, it's been six or seven years since dude walked away from the show. And the reason I say walked away is because if you want me to be honest with you, when he posted on Instagram that he was no longer on the show, that was the first time I knew he wasn't on the show. So when y'all found out he wasn't on the show was when I found out he wasn't on the show. Yeah, and I just want to say this to like finish saying what I was saying about it. Um, <clears throat> I invited him to the show. Um, it was up to him if he wanted to show up or not. Uh, you know, and I felt like he needed a, a platform to say what he had to say. Probably not this platform. He could, he could so, most certainly do it on his. But, you know, just to kill the rumors and there's so many cast members here. So everybody could be accountable. Everybody be like, nah, that didn't happen. Or like, yeah, that happened. You know what I'm saying? To give everybody a chance. And not really to get at it. Because I've always been trying to be peacemaker between the two. I wanted to kick a hole in this chest at first. I'm not going to lie. <clears throat> but I always tried to play peacemaker. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, for me, my idea was always to bring you four guys back together. So we get the band back together and roll it on out. For me, being on the outside, looking in, being inside and outside, I can tell everybody this. Between the characters, Rafe and No, or you want to go Miz. No, or yeah, Miz and Rafe, or No and uh, Mo, it was more personal than business. It had nothing to do with money. It had nothing to do with, I was there for a lot of the arguments, or I got the phone calls. You understand what I'm saying to you? And like again, I tried to play mediator a lot of the times, um, and it didn't it didn't work on both sides. You know what I'm saying? It didn't work on most side. It didn't work on his side. And um, like I said, but it was more of a personal issue than a business issue. Sometimes when I hear people go, "Yo, he stole the money," or "I didn't get paid," I'm like, "Where the fuck did that come from?" Like everybody got had to sign off. Nobody got rich. You know what I'm saying? But everybody had to sign off. And we're gonna talk more about that as the show go on. Um, some of the things that people didn't know would happen behind the scenes. Um, I talked to, uh, who I talked to? Uh, Steph. Big up to Steph. Grammy Todd. Grammy Todd. He's not here tonight. And I spoke to him this week. You know, and I had to tell him, like, I don't think a lot of people know. The last two episodes, me. We ran out of money. Teddy. Shout out to Teddy. Shout, shout out, out to Sue. Soup. And Mo had to put up $70,000 of our yeah. own money. Yeah. To shoot the last two episodes because the but because the budget during during the shooting of season two we ran out of money episode ten and with the the production co company came to me and was like yo you gonna have to find a way to end the season at the tenth episode and I was like nah we can't do that they're like well look you know this is thirty five thousand dollars an episode that we've we've been shooting y'all gonna have to figure out a way to come out come with to come up with this next 70 grand and between me Styles Suit and Teddy we had to put up our own money to come up with this 70 grand now y'all remember. Ace and Do, y'all remember that because the last two episodes are the only episodes that Ace, Do, everybody else got paid, but Ace, Do, and Miz didn't get paid for the last two episodes because I came to them and I said, yo, look, 
I have to come up with $70,000 to shoot the next two episodes. Can y'all do me a favor and do the last two episodes for free? And doing Ace was like, yo, don't even worry about it. And Miz was like, yo, don't even worry about it, bro. Do what you got to do. That was actually the first time I touched the camera all season. Yeah, because yeah, it was a big difference between season one and season two. So a lot of people don't understand like the behind the scenes, what was going on behind the scenes. A lot of people don't know, did we make some money? Did Jay-Z give us a little bread? Yes, he did. Big up the Jay and title. They gave us some bread. Lion Gate gave us some money. And then we did like the a, a, a crowdfunded campaign. But it all went towards production. But it all went to port, towards production. A lot of people thought like, yo, you pocket the money, but didn't realize that we had to shoot, not only shoot episode two, season two, but we had to go back to episode one and scrub episode one so it could be shown. Because we had to take off everybody that we, you know, episode two, we was real professional. We start, people had to sign off. Releases and all we that. We had to get releases for the pictures on the wall, the clothing, and anybody that we couldn't find, we had to scrub. Mm -hmm. You know, so if you ever look at season one and go back, it's not, it's not it's the not same. It's not exactly the way it used to be. How it used to be. How we was had it to, first? We had to cut things out, and that all cost. So a lot of people thought that, you know, yeah, you get money, but nah, that money went into the work. You know what I'm saying? So well, What we did was what any smart businessman would do. We reinvested back into the project. It was like, okay, look, we made this money because I did have the opportunity to get upfront money, right? But what I said was, I don't want upfront money. What I want you to do is put the money up so we can produce the show and so that I could keep ownership. Like, that was the most important thing to me. You know what I mean? So, um... All of these rumors about all of this money, once again, this meeting with Jay-Z where Jay handed me a million-dollar check and then, Yo, and then he gave me a $2 million check. Real quick, another funny thing is, too, we went to every movie house there is, HBO, In the Mall, Showtime, Showtime Cinemax. Uh, FX, Cinemax. We went, we went everywhere, right? We pitched right? to everyone. We pitched to everyone. And the crazy part is some people didn't want the original cast. A lot of people want to get none rid of the, of the cast. Of the and cast. one of the reasons how we ended up with Lionsgate and Stars because we got to keep most of the cast. Mm -hmm. And that's what Mo was fighting for. And me and Sue and Teddy was all fighting to make sure we could keep the core group of the cast together. So a lot of people don't even know when we was going to these places. And the sacrifices, the, the sacrifices, the sacrifice that, that was taken because. If, if it was their way, we had to put money in violence with a whole bunch of new, a whole bunch of new niggas. You know what I'm saying? And it wasn't fair to the people that helped push this forward. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you just want to address that. So, you know, um, let's let's wrap this interview up. Ace and Do, is there anything that y'all want to say in closing? Yo, real quick, man. I just want to give Mo his flowers. Oh, that nigga painted my ass. I'm, I'm, I'm a headache. I can't stand this motherfucker, bro. So I don't know what y'all talking about. <laughs> nigga painted the ass, bro. We argue every day, so I keep telling that nigga stop trying to bully me, b. I know that nigga fight every day. Every day, b. A little bit more than that, but yeah, I'm, I'm up there. You look real brolic and old. You look old as hell.
Listen, man, I ain't mad at it, bro. Y'all told him just for me this shit, B. I'm, I'm grateful to still be here, bro. Yo, yo, bro, that's good. Exactly, exactly. You know what I'm saying? But once again, I want I want to give y'all y'all flowers too, man. Thank you for y'all. Four boxes in the corner. <laughs> yo. Listen, I told you, I appreciate y'all. I appreciate everything y'all did. I appreciate everything we went through. But we don't went through some shit. Oh, yeah. Yo, I just, I just, wait, I want to ask one thing. What's the wildest thing you ever seen happen on set, on oh this show? Oh, my God. All right, I think the wildest is uh, when these, these little niggas tried to lose their goddamn mind and tell us we can't shoot on their block. <laughs> nah. Somebody got shadow set, but we ain't gonna talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, the shooter's no longer with us. Emotionless at that time. Shit. Everything <laughs> <laughs> crazy. I don't think a lot of people knew how street these niggas was. These niggas was green. I had to tell I had to tell uh a Steph the other day. I said, yo, I said, he said, yeah, Mo probably made some mistakes. And I said, what the fuck you mean Mo made mistakes in the beginning? This nigga was an ex-bank robber and a drug dealer. I said, yo, are y'all niggas? Of course he made motherfucking mistakes, nigga. And I was like, yo, I remember I used to come around. You know how many guns I would take off of niggas? You know how many fucking guns? Yo, yo. hold on, what blend that? What, what blend that? Blend the hair? Where's she at? Right here. It's past her bedtime. You don't remember blend when we was in, in, in um, D.C.? Allegedly. 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 Oh, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. You don't remember you don't remember the guns we had to take from DC? We had to have Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I hear that shit. You don't remember Allegedly. When, remember when niggas allegedly. got caught with the gun in the club? Allegedly. 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 Yo. Allegedly. But anyway, um Ace and Do, aka Kane and Shooter Shane. Thank you so much for your contribution once yes, again. Yes, yes, yes. You know what I'm saying? We always gonna be family. Point blank period. We were family before this project, and we're gonna be family long after, man. So um thank y'all for checking out. Did you get in the crib? Did you get the bread? The coke? Something? Shit ain't work out like that, bro. What do you mean? So how the fuck it didn't work out? You fucked it up, didn't you? Look, bro. You said it yourself. Homie moved militant like a motherfucker. You told me the tables could turn. So what happened? Bruh, we positioned ourselves, we waited, and when he came out, he wasn't trying to hit. What you mean he wasn't trying to hit it? I told you to play him close, because I definitely know he be having something on him. What? Y'all got himself bang out? Nah, man. 
As soon as I got in arm's reach, the nigga went for the fight. So we started fighting, all of us. So I popped his ass. Did you get in the crib? How the fuck I'ma get into the crib after letting off a shot that late, Black? We had to get the fuck up out of there. This that bullshit. I knew you wasn't gonna be able to handle that shit. I fucking knew it. Fuck you mean you knew it? You would throw away all the money in the world because you pissed. I done seen you fuck jobs up and shoot motherfuckers you didn't even have to. That's exactly why I stopped fucking with you. You be in it more for shooting motherfuckers than for the money. Yeah, we back. Yeah, you here. Brooklyn Boys Radio, the Money and Violence Reunion, and I'm here with, um, more family. You know what I'm saying? Um, my man Fritz. My man Bucks. And my man Black. What's up, y'all? What's up, right? You. What's you. Thank you for having me. These are two um, of my favorite people here from Money and Violence. I'm going to be honest with you. I love these guys right here. Um, you know, when I first came around, <clears throat> you know, I was looked like like the outsider, even though I was around from episode seven from the first season. And, you know, when I came around, these two guys embraced me the fullest. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, Definitely. I had some wild nights with Strife. Remember, kept that nigga on the highway. He had to pee. Oh, man. <laughs> he, he was drunk. He was that a drunk night? And, that had, and Strife had to go to the bathroom, right? And we on the highway coming from the strip club. I'm not, I'm not pulling over. He's like, Styles, please. I remember that, yo. He's like, I'm going to pee in the backseat. That's a strike. You pee in my backseat, I'm going to fuck you up. You better pee in the backseat. That nigga was like, yo, I got to pee. But, yo, yo I had some fun moments with Strife. Um, I feel like uh, 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 Fritz has been everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, with his kids, his family, um, Fritz is just like the big brother. He was the other protector on the set. I done seen Fritz take the hammers, do all kinds of things. Yo, why do you keep going? I don't give a fuck. Allegedly. 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 Fritz Allegedly. Fritz, Fritz is that guy. You know, he called me last week and I was talking to him. I, I was surprised he had never came down to the set of Brooklyn Boys. And the reason why I'm surprised because every time we doing anything, I don't care if it's business or personal. Fritz is there. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Um, Strife used to be the same way, but he got married, had two kids, and you know what I'm saying? He's yeah. living that daddy life now. But so. you know, I, I also want to yeah. say is um, what people don't realize is between me, Fritz, and Strife, like, I mean, this is 40 years of friendship. You understand what I mean? Um, these that's this, these aren't friends. Like, like this is like literally family. You understand? Like, I mean, we got pictures together from... Babies. <laughs> yeah, basically. You know, but, um, and once again, you know, two more people who I literally had a vision and um, who believed in that vision and put in all their time and their effort um, to make it happen, you know? So I thank y'all. Yeah, um, they didn't, they didn't, didn't care. Like, Fritz, he didn't care what he had to do, bro. Like, he was selfless in a lot of ways, you know what I'm saying? But that's because, look, and, and, and that's one thing I could say is, for. For Fritz and Strife, the project wasn't never about the project. It was about Mo. Like, that's all it was. Like, for them, it was like, yo. I mean, you was the head of the Voltron, man. So it's like, when you have an asset amongst the team, you got to you gotta protect your asset, yep. you know? And, um, like, all the other cast members, which family, um, I could attest to what they saying as far as Mo providing an opportunity. 
you know, um, a lot of a lot of uh, our cast members were never actors, never acted a day in their life. Few of them may have done some projects, but um, like Sophia said, it was it was like a boot camp. Mo would come out, um, he would pen something, and he's always been ill with the pen from when we was in high school, man. Like Last yo, amazing writing. I just want to say they used to pay me to write love letters to me. Nah, nah, me, but I can't wait, say. Wait, 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 am I, I can't lying? say. No, it is true. Uh, that, I can't say that. That shit is true. I'm writing college papers when while we was, we was in high school. When I was when I was in junior high school, right. my cousins used to pay me to write their college term papers. And when when I was in high school, my friends used to pay me to write love letters to their girlfriends because I was so sick with the pen. Absolutely. Know? I mean, it just provided an opportunity for a lot of people. You know, some people took the opportunity serious, took it and ran with it, and moved on and did things to perplex their situations. Um, so with that, I could definitely say. With me, I, I was already in film, but you know, uh, the the uh, uh, affiliation with money and violence and just being a part of that, it definitely catapulted me as well. So it provided opportunities for everybody, regardless if they want to credit it or not. And I mean everybody that was on our show. Mm. To a certain capacity, it definitely provided a spark for them. Um, and I definitely want to say thank you for that. I appreciate the opportunity. No, thank, thank you. you. And, and I mean, Strife, I want to ask you a question, right? No, because, and, and I'm going to say this, like, you were on the show from the beginning, right? Agree. And I feel like Strife's performance in season one oh, man. and Strife's performance in season two, I feel like oh, as yeah, an actor, there was so much growth, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I feel like there was, there was so much growth in you, like, like as an actor. Black was like, grimy as shit. Yeah. <laughs> since the, scene, the scene with him and Chopper in the crib? Oh, man. I had to be one of the most heartfelt scenes. It, it, it made me feel like, yo, we really doing this, yo. Yeah. Mo pen some old ill lines. You got us the spy in East New York. Mm. And they it was embodied episode, that scene. It was episode one of season two. Season two. two. When like, they went we in the kitchen. They it set was, it all. It was literally the first time him and Chopper saw each other after Chopper shot me. Yeah. And that scene was just like packed with TNT. Yeah, and, and, and I just remember that that day, like we had a long ass day. I think we probably shot for like 15 hours that day. Oh, yeah. And morale between the crew was so down, down. You know, was starting to go down. But then it was like, Sky we got into that kitchen. Oh, and they and, and, and between him and Chopper, their performance was Wolf so was explosive that Shout it just... Shout out to Chopper. Yeah, yeah, it, re, it resurged. Absolutely. Chopper and Black killed that. I Shout out to my guy Chopper, man. Chopper was good, my that boy. Night. That was, that was, that was, that that was night before. Awesome. <laughs> one of the best scenes in the Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. One of the most best scenes. Yeah. 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 I had to Your redeem myself. Your got really good. Yeah. But let me tell y'all what y'all didn't know, right? So the reason Strike's performance was so good for that scene was because the day before we shot the scene from oh, episode one and I, when I was in the hospital bed and he walked into the hospital. Now, if you remember that, he walked into the hospital room. Now, if you remember that scene, that was a hell of a the day. running time of that scene was about 60 seconds. It took us four hours to shoot that oh, scene man. because Strife couldn't get three lines, right? So I was so pissed by the end of the time we shot that scene oh, that I was like, yo, bro, listen to me. You my man, I love you to death, but I will literally get rid of you. So, so Strife, so Strife, I remember Strife came to Strife came to the crib. Strife spent the entire night 
Study. In the bathroom. Study. Reciting his words. And, and, over. And, and it showed. And over. Showed and over. And over 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 again. And the next day when we went, when we shot, like, he, he, he destroyed it. You know, so Nailed funny, it. people don't understand the behind the scenes of that shit, too, because no sleep. we had to get that hospital that day. Yeah. Oh, I, I found that hospital, uh, me and Ted, and then we had to get out the hospital. Yeah. Could have had water they space back. Because mm -hmm, we only had it for a certain amount of time. So that shit was going all crazy. Yeah. But I'm going to keep it 100 though. You know what really happened? I think this was like the first time we had two cameras. And it was the big cameras. Oh, yeah. You were nervous. And then I. Because we had a whole production right. crew. Yeah. And then I heard the voice of. Um, I forgot. Mark Kelly. First AD. You know, he got that D voice. And I was sitting there like. You The words was coming out. This was the line. Though. The line was, let me skate. Because I got a couple of moves to make. It literally took you three hours just to say those lines. I mean, accountability, man. Accountability. <laughs> you redeemed yourself the next day. No, no, though. you redeemed yourself. You, you did. redeemed and, yourself. And throughout the rest of the season, all the way to the end. But let me ask you, let me ask you a question, Strife. Um, what is your, your fondest memory of this show? My fondest memory on the show? Meaning one of the scenes? I mean, whether it's a scene, whether it's uh, something we did, whether it's, I mean, anything. Mm, my fondest memory of the show. Um, I think when we shot on Coney Island. Guys, 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 we got to keep it down. It was around the time when you kicked me out the crib and I had to say a last <laughs> word. When I said, oh. you're going to eat that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're going to eat those words. <laughs> you're going to eat those words. I think, I think that I, I like that scene. That was like one of my, Cause you know, that you was know, the start off. You know what's so crazy? Um... Like, anybody that knows me knows that, like, I, I don't really like attention. You know what I mean? So, it's like anywhere that we go, like, I would really just play the cut. And for me, my greatest feeling with this show would just be every time, like, we would have a hosting, right? I was about to and say I would just literally just sit back in the cut, and I would just watch everyone Enjoy themselves. enjoying themselves, yeah. right? And, like, that just always <laughs> felt so good good to me like every time I saw people get opportunities or for this thing that we created every time I saw people just reaping the benefits from the work that we put in like like that yo it just always felt so, yeah, so good you know, to me you, know, you got the mic you got the mic where's the mic now this is a real question mm -hmm. and I always wanted to ask you this right so let me say something real quick right because you're right to feedback of what you were saying right if y'all can hear me feedback of what you were saying as far as everybody enjoying itself and we did go out because it was like a family when the hostess did come in and everybody was getting supported that way. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate you not asking for a percentage, right? Mm -hmm. I made money off of that too. But what I'm basically saying is that why you never enjoyed yourself? Um, you never did. No. I was just to ask you. All you right. Know this is all right. This is this is the thing. Say he was drunk. This is this is all. <laughs> um, well, I'm I'm gonna tell you this, like. You have to understand that I've lived life for a very long time. And by the time we got the money and violence, I was so bored with nightlife. You understand what I'm saying? So the attention was nothing new to me. Um, getting attention from women was never nothing new to me. You understand? So even when it came on that larger scale, it was like whatever. Like you, and, and you also have to understand that with me being the head of the table, like, it was my responsibility to watch everybody else's back. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't really indulge because it's like y'all are indulging. You understand what I'm saying? And, and with y'all are indulging, y'all are kind of blind. 
at, at the moment because y'all are so focused on everything that's going on. So I just got to sit back and watch everybody because what people don't understand with being at the head of the table, it was like everybody's losses were my losses. Mm -hmm. You understand? Um, <clears throat> Sophie knows, like, even like when Sophie did um, Black Ink, I believe, and they did some shit that, that wasn't cool. Like, I, re I reached out to Caesar and, and I handled that. You understand? And it was, it was, it was for no other reason other than I remember telling him, like, your homie, like, she's on my team, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, we don't play that shit. You understand where I'm coming from? Um, you, you really brought, like, the protectiveness, familyness. I remember when I was sitting up there, you asked how it felt, like, you know, being the only girl, whatever. Like, mm -hmm. I felt really protected. Like, I came from Canada, and I had nobody. Like, so even, like, when I would go on the road, we would go out of state with Capone mm -hmm. and Stride. Okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? So you really created that, like, family, like, protect each other, like... Non-hostile like, environment. Sad, sad story. No, it's not sad. No, it's not. It's not. It's not a sad story at all. It's just. It's just. Well, listen. I, I was good. Listen. You know, from from the beginning of this thing, like this thing it was a certain atmosphere that I was trying to I was trying to cultivate. Like like Strife would tell you. You know, everybody would come to my crib, and it's like if I'm ordering food, I'm ordering food for everybody. everybody. You understand? And you know, sometimes somebody would go, "Yo, I ain't got it." And I'm like, "Brian, ask you." whether you have it or not. Yeah. If I'm eating A by eating, yeah. you know, and like y'all know, we would go out, even though y'all would piss me off with that sometimes, because I would, I would end up getting the entire bill. Oh, <laughs> you understand? I felt that before. Let me tell you something, right? Let me tell you something. I, I, listen, I mean, even though I paid my weight. Of course. Right? But I was happy to stick you with the bill. That's but that's the see, but that's always the perception. But at yeah. the end of the day, you have to understand that I wasn't even mad at it. And the reason I wasn't mad at it is, you know what makes me a leader? No. Everybody wants to be a leader. Everybody wants to be a leader. Everybody thinks they're leaders. You're not a leader unless you're willing to make it to sacrifices for other people, bro. Mm -hmm. What made me a leader was my willingness to sacrifice for everybody else. Truth be told. You know, that's the reality of the situation. Like, everybody wants to sit at the head of the table, right? But at the end of the day, it's like, when it's time to put other people before you. So, um, what I will say, one of some of the dopest moments, though, um, and I want to shout out all the artists that took time to, sh to show us love. You know, being Absolutely. at Madison Square Garden in front of that the whole a packed house for summer me, jam for summer, summer jam for meat mm -hmm. meals for um, ti from being at the um, on stage at the first Barclay at the first yeah, um, title concert yeah, at the Barclay uh, when ti brought us out Nicki minaj like it was those moments were really epic and shout out to those artists that took the time um seeing fab um you know watching money and violence on instagram or Put, putting money and violence in his freestyle yeah, 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 yeah. cameron fabio to this day fabio yeah okay. yeah yeah, yeah. New York, Jada. New York yeah, will always salute. be New York will always be the city of money and violence. And bigger for the artists that you know, we went, I remember we went to. I got a hole up in the back. We went, we went out to um to do the crowdfunding. Um, I remember Jada Kiss came Jada. down mm -hmm. and um shout out for the Lockstyle Show, man. Love Jada Show, man. Love. Right on the spot to to help us further the show. So. All the artists may know that was in the show, mm -hmm. Uncle Murder. Uncle Murder. Um, My man Murk killed it. Yeah, Murk killed it. Boss. Boss. Dirty. You know, but 
I just wanted to shout that out. And, you know, back to getting to shouting Fritz and, um, and, uh, and Strife out, man, you know, for always accepting me and just having me, uh, you always. know what I mean, be a part of What I want to say is, um, and I, I got to give you a just do, uh, initially, Mo uh, had the idea, presented it to, you know, everybody that was in his immediate circle at the, at the time. And um, I treated the project like it was his baby because he loves mm -hmm. my kids and I love his kids. So I felt like I had to protect the project to make sure that it came into fruition. He had a beautiful idea that I felt was going to be um, something to uh, assist everybody to get into where they want to get to on a journey as far as in this biz. But um, a lot of people didn't accept Styles at first. They was like, who the fuck is this mm -hmm. guy? Even me, I was like, who the fuck is plus this you know dude? He, plus, you know he's funny looking. I was like, who the fuck <laughs> is this guy? But I got to give Styles his just due. Z Styles, Teddy Altafois, Charles Sue, because Mo had the genius, you know, and the cast, the camaraderie, that, that it was amazing. Everybody brought to the table and saw the potential of Mo's work and actually gave their time. But what people don't know is that Styles, Teddy, and Charles, they afforded so many opportunities for the show to actually get certain places as well. Uh -huh. We was making our noise um, first few episodes because me and Mo had that conversation. And he was like, yo, you think this, this is really good? I said, yo, Mo, all we got to do is stay consistent. Uh -huh. Like, I have no doubt in your penmanship. We got to stay consistent, and we started getting a buzz. We started snowballing. And then Styles came through with his team, and people was kind of reluctant at first because we didn't know them. And, yo, when I tell you, certain doors that we wouldn't have got to, they afforded opportunities just to get us in the door. Mo would take care of the rest. Styles would take care of the rest. But certain doors wouldn't have been open without these guys. So I definitely have to take my hat off to Salute. you. Um, Teddy Styles, and they came with a genuine energy, and it just all assimilated. Like it was still a family. Like I call and love. check on him. Love. Um, love his family, and uh, they had a genuine, genuine intent behind the show. And I think every all the forces came together and keeping him to be creative. You know what I'm saying? Y'all took care of everything else, and we just allowed him to be creative to allow the show to come into his greatness. One so. thing I want to say, because we got to wrap this shit up. You know, I hear Mo, you know, it's funny when I hear Mo say, you know, he had to protect everybody he was watching. Mm -hmm. But it was my job to watch him. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that was my job. Me, Teddy, job, Sue. And, you know, I was the one that was outside with y'all. You know what I mean? Teddy sometimes come outside, Sue mm -hmm. never probably came outside. <laughs> but my job was always to watch Mo to make sure that the shit was running the right way. Um, to take, you know. A lot of my, arguments. Oh, yeah. all, all our relationships and, and, and you know that's how we got Ebro on the show big up the Ebro uh -huh. he had to, I was bartering Charlemagne I was bartering all kind of shit I was just harass niggas on the phone like yo you gotta put them on the breakfast club like you know what I'm saying so we gonna wrap this section up I wanna say thank y'all to y'all yeah, we'll get everybody on and I also wanna say yo shout out to Money and Violence for real saved my life <laughs> things change you know what I'm saying I'm good. I'm good. Forever. I'm good for life. You know what I mean? Shout out to Money and Molly. You heard? We in the building. You heard? Word. Only through the thunderous clap of my gun will we deliver Donovan from that pain, my lord. I saw me attack, my dog. I saw me attack. You need to set the push to them soul free. So we can't move forward from this, my dog. Yo, second of BR, easy and fresh. We're done, Marshall. First moves already. Now the time for you to sit back and learn the opposition. 
we have to deal with them thing and know how to defend them thing. We have to rush upon that defense. And the only way to know the defense is to study it before we can mash it up. Observe. Oh, we observe. When I make for observe, G, we make for perform, participate, cause blood clot massacre. Yeah. And we're back, we're back, we're back with my man on. Mr. Observe himself. Observe. Well, that's a <laughs> BR. Yeah, I got, yeah, I got. And my guy, Verse. Him legendary. Yo, I, I, lo I love BR on the show, man. BR was like one of my favorite Jamaican niggas on the show that had a real, a real accent on it. Big up the major hype too. Um, big up the fresh and big up the G, the general. Yeah, yeah, G and fresh. Yeah, big up to them too. Um, yeah, but BR, I loved your character, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, BR was my nigga on the show, man. BR, BR was BR was the rebel, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Fuck. B, yeah, but see, but you know what I loved yeah. about BR's character? BR didn't give a fuck, but at the same time, when BR had a chance to blow the general's head off, he didn't because he he was standing with that little kid in front of the building. Fact, yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so he was so principled, yeah, principled bro. Like he was he was a man of honor because his whole issue with the general was about honor, bro. Like, you not moving honorable. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? But but I ask you, um, B.R., how'd you get your start on the show? It's, it's crazy. Um, Legend had hit me up one day telling me about Verse and them being a part of this show. Uh -huh. So Verse hit me, ended up hitting me up one day and, and, and telling me, like, yo, they, um, they looking for artists. You know what I'm saying? To do soundtracks for it. So they was like, yo, you gotta do some music for it. Then he ended up, we ended up hanging up the phone and like five minutes later called me back. He was like, yo, ain't you Jamaican? And I'm like, yeah. He was like, you gotta come for the audition, bro. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, I always wanted to try it, you know what I'm saying? But I never had that surroundings or opportunity to actually try acting, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So when he said coming for the audition, I came in and it was just, it was a, it was a, it was a great, great decision. Yeah. One of the best decisions I've ever made. <laughs> so, <laughs> you was one of the only cast members that showed up for their killing scene. Yeah. A lot of people, yo, you know, so funny. I'm going to talk about that shit, but this talk about respect your jaw. Oh, um, mess you up. Mess up. You remember, you remember that? We, 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 he didn't show up to his killing scene? I had, I had, to, I had, I had, I had to use a body double. I, I, had, I, was, I was there for that one. Yo. We are in the crib. We are caught. He picked up the first time. They, they disappeared for like two hours. Held up the whole production. <laughs> Did not show up. Mm -hmm. Nobody wanted to die. Hey, so and, then, and then you voiceovers or something. I use I use I use the bo I use the body double and I use his um. I used his dialogue from another episode. I mean, this is this is this is what people gotta understand, right? Just like life, right? When God says you're gonna die, you're gonna die, bro. There ain't no going around. <laughs> so what made you? So legend, what made you show up for your scene, man? Man, listen, I feel like they lured me into that one too. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, that yeah, one, that's a funny story behind that. It one is, it is. Oh, he, wait, he ain't know he was gonna die. Nah, no, I didn't know. Because it was supposed to be me to die. You know right? what? Oh, yeah, it was supposed to be me to die. Because the, the, the whole thing is when they picked me up. And you couldn't, up, make, you couldn't make it or something, right? Nah. No, I was in New York and I had to go to um to Atlanta because I had moved to Atlanta. Oh, yeah. And he was like, yo, um, you can just oh, leave to Atlanta and go ahead. I was like, but I got my dying scene. He was like, just go ahead. 
I left the next day. He calls me. He's like, yo, bro, what the? Yo, bro, yo, 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 bro. Yo, bro. He ain't going nowhere. He ain't. He was right around the way. He was like, you did me dirty. Why you ain't come? I was like, you know. He told me to leave. He was like, nah, bro, you know you were supposed to be there. I was like, yo, you really think I said trip? He was like, yeah, I died. I wasn't supposed to die. I was supposed to still be in money and violence. I ain't even get crazy yet. You know? <laughs> I was getting ready to be crazy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but you know God. what? But but that's the crazy thing with the way the show worked out, right? You mm-hmm. never knew no. where it was going with your character. Like, yeah, like yeah, the truth right. is, when you came on, you was just the extra, right? Yeah. No dialogue, no nothing. It, it was just literally, yo, stand right here, and the camera's going to pan that's by it. you. And it. then as the story developed... Yeah, that shit yeah and as the, story, as the story developed, like, it just opened up and opened up and opened up. And, 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 and I think... Yeah. He called me, he was like... Yo, me need you for do a me need you for link up for our one meeting. We need to talk to you. That's how he got me on the scene. Uh huh. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, it was it was loyalty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was bro, loyalty listen. to what was going on. And I said, you know what? Let's get it. let's get it done. Yeah, and, and you know, um, and it definitely spiced up the Yardies vibes. Of course. No, yeah, yeah. It definitely. Of and then I was like the caramel. That came yeah. in because it was it was too much fudge and chocolate, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I kind of gave the, the little ice up for the Jamaicans, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it was a dope. It was dope. Nah, nah, nah. They, they, I still remember that line when you was like, observe, G, we, me, we mean the conquer, annihilate. <laughs> <laughs> let that nigga say it, man. You say the line, man. Fuck that Haitian nigga. Go ahead, say that shit, son. Yeah. 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 major network shows stole from Money and Violence, right? Because you, Luke Cage, second season of Luke Cage, he was going up against these Jamaicans from Brooklyn called the Yardies. Yo, oh, wow. and they said the similar lines. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah we, 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 we caught a couple of lines. That's why yeah. you remember them. Was it, was it yeah. their line in um, I couldn't believe it. Empire with the curve? Yeah. Hold on, he said observe. Yeah, who? Inside the Luke Cage shit. lying. Yeah. He said that observe line. He said that I'm just. It was a lot of. Yeah, I mean, look, Empire. And then a, it was called the Yardies. Empire like, took a little bit. Power took a little bit. Okay, took a little bit. Yeah. That's Everybody took a little they bit. All but took it, a little it's bit. okay, because it's like Doritos. Bite all you want, we'll make Hold moves. on in the background. But that, it just shows you when, when you're doing something great, you know what I'm saying? You're always going to have duplicates. You're always going to have somebody yeah. trying. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you look, man, I, I just yeah. see it as this, man. Nobody, um, it's a good thing. they say that, they say that, uh, yeah, they say that uh, copying imitation is, is, imitation is the greatest form of flattery, right. you know? So that's what I take it as. And plus, anything that you create that's great, that's influential, I mean, people are going to pull from, you know yeah. what I mean? So sure. that's the benefit. That's the privilege right. of it all. Yo, this show though, it definitely changed everybody. Everybody's life. Everybody. everybody. If you ain't learned nothing from this show, and, yeah, it, it really um shows you a big meaning of, of life and different perspectives. And yes, because me, I was going through something personal in my life. 
right before money and violence hit my hit became in my life mm-hmm. i lost my sister you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. when i lost my sister i was looking for guidance i was losing myself you know what i'm saying like i was i was really bugging out you know what i'm saying and then when i came around you you kept dropping so much jewels it helped me you know what i'm saying it helped me as a man like you have no idea the shit that i was like just paying attention to hearing your quotes hearing certain things you were saying i'm like you know what i need to apply that I need to apply that. And I kept doing that, I kept doing that, and I kind of molded myself into something better. You know what I'm saying? And I want to thank you for that because I don't even think you ever even understood what was going on. You know what I'm saying? All I can say is this, you know, um, I think the greatest thing that ever came from Money and Violence was just a family, like in all honesty. And I, and I say that because, I mean, six, seven years later, we may not speak every day. Yeah. But you know, when we get together, it's like, like we yesterday. saw each other yesterday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. The vibe, always. The vibe, the vibe's always there, bro. And, and, and I think the vibe's always there simply because, like, it was genuine. Yep. You understand? It was, Everybody learned, learned a lot. I learned a lot. I'm not you be running and all that. You don't like hearing none of that, though, but yo. Everybody gave me your flowers, yo. If it wasn't for you, a lot of things wouldn't be possible. It's a super fact, bro. Nah, I appreciate that, bro. All the gems and the jewels that, you know, we all talking about, like, that really, you know, it got us alive and being able to be here today, you know, because when I first got here. Oh, yeah, you was a gang member. Yo, listen, when Black first came on board, like, Black was a full-fledged active gang member. And I remember, like, the first day he came on set, like, I, I saw the flag and I said, yo, bro, check this out. That shit don't rock it. You mm-hmm. understand what I mean? And, 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 and look, I'm not... But see, but I think there's a difference. I think there's, there's a difference relationship between me and Strife because I knew, I knew him since he was, like, six, seven years old. You understand? And I've always been, like, his big brother. You, you understand what I mean? So with that, like, I told him, I said, look, and, and you remember I used to tell everybody this. Mm-hmm. When you come to my house, when you come here, your gangster's not welcome in my house. There's only room for love here. Leave your gangster at the door, and you can pick it up when you go back out into the world. But when it comes to here amongst us, this is family, bro. And that's something I always tell everybody, too. When I first met you, it was like, you already was knee-deep into what you was doing, man. I don't know if you remember when I first met you. G brought me by your house, and... They had lights, camera, action everywhere. And I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Some over here, but yeah. we're getting it together right yeah. now. That, that really was inspiration, man. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. one day I woke up and I saw Ebro posting me on his page and he was like, yo, he's the best actor on the show. <laughs> I'm like, Ebro? Me? I said, hold up. I said, yo, you, sh- you sure? <laughs> DM me, he say, well, BR don't ever second guess yourself. BR, you the man, you the man, you are the best supporting actor on the show. He said, Yo, you need, I gotta award you for that, man. I was like, I hope you say that same shit when I see you. <laughs> nah, listen, yo, and, and I think, I think, I think that that's that's what the show did, right? No, like even I know, even for me, you know, um, I think we have a tendency to second guess ourselves. The world is so big. And we are so small, mm-hmm. you understand? And I think sometimes, like, we doubt that we could really make change in this world. We think that we, we doubt that we're powerful enough to do so. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what the show did. It reminded us every last one of us matters. Every last one of us are powerful. Mm-hmm. Every last one of us have the ability to get the attention of this world, you know? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. With that, we just want to thank Legend and BR. 
for being a part Mr. of the Mr. Observe. Yeah, already hey, know. Glad for respect, the Anarchy. What do you say? Glad for the Anarchy. Yeah. Respect, brother. Yo, um, talk about your projects, anything that you want oh, to um, I recently dropped a song called Count On Me. And also it premiered on BT Jams. Nice. It was spinning on BT for a while. Mm -hmm. I was getting a lot of love. I even got a lot of new followers from it. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to um, Westside Guns for showing me love. He also threw me in his new video with, mm. you know what I'm saying, with uh, Q-Tip. You know what I mean? So, like, it was love. You know what I mean? Like, I see a lot of people reaching out to me, showing me love, wanting to do music. I also got a new song that I'm about to drop right now. I'm preparing to release it called Shouty. So I can't wait to get it done, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just excited to present to everybody what I've been working on. I got beyond my project, too, man. Mm -hmm. so we we what you got going on, my got We got genre dropping, um, a nice multi, you know, sound dropping. You know, I don't want to put it out there too crazy, Okay. But beyond's on there, and we going, we going crazy on that. Well, definitely, for that. definitely, man. Wish y'all the best. Once again, thank you for your contributions, man, you, to the show. Definitely. You know what I mean? Because... We did something to change the Money world. Money and violence for life. All day. <laughs> hey, Jess. Shay, that was Damon's car that you just came out of. I saw you. I saw him. What is Damon doing out there, and what are you doing with him? Girl, Damon is crazy. He basically kidnapped me. I see him downtown Brooklyn, and he insisted for me to get in his car and drive me home. What did he want? He was drilling me about where did you move to and how can he find you. He said he was going to hurt you if he found you, so I lied to him, and I told him to drop me off down the block because I didn't want to get in and see you coming in and out the building. Like, Shay, I saw you kiss him. What am I supposed to do? I was scared. I kissed him before on the cheek before he left. I don't want him to get angry with me. This is crazy. My heart skipped a beat when I seen the car. Like, and then I got closer and I realized it was you and him. I'm like, what the hell? Girl, good thing he did not see you. Who knows what he's done? He is really crazy. What should I do? Should I, like, call the cops? No, you can't call the cops. He didn't do anything for you to call the cops. He basically threatened me to you. That's listen, enough for them listen. to arrest him. Just yeah, my girl and all, but I don't want to get involved in the middle of this, man. I, Damon is crazy, and I don't want him looking for me, okay? He doesn't even know where you live anyway. This is all a coincidence. You're right. I don't want to get you involved in my BS, but I thought this whole ordeal was over with, Shay. Just, it is over with, okay? Don't stress yourself. I doubt if you'll ever see him again. I hope not. Yo, hope y'all enjoyed that clip, man. That was actually one of my favorite on um, scenes, by the way. Oh, man. Damn, we here with Miss Sha. Sha Peters, a.k.a. Jessica. What's up, Miss Jess? How you doing? You looking good, man. You get finer with finer with time. Thank you, thank you. That's that fine wine. I hear that. <laughs> so how you been? What you been up to, man? I'm good. I'm good. Life's been treating me good. Um, just working. Nice, um, nice. Serial entrepreneur. You know, nice. Get to the bag. Serial entrepreneur. Is that like Captain Crunch? Frosted Flakes? <laughs> <laughs> this guy's a real <laughs> Non-stop work. I hear that. So how's it been since Money and Violence, man? Like, tell us about back in the days and um, just shooting with Money and Violence. How do you get a part of Money and Violence? Let's start there. Um, Mo came to me with the idea. I thought it was pretty dope. And I was like, yeah, uh, let's do it. You know? 
I trusted I, I trusted judgment. Um, I trusted him then, and it was it was up since then. So, any regrets in doing money and violence? And what was some of the great things for money and violence that you probably didn't regret? Well, b before before we go there. Um, let me ask you a question. So at the beginning of the show, when we decided to do this, did mm -hmm. you did you ever think that it would have gotten this big? Nice question. Um, no. Um, honestly, I didn't have any expectations. Um, I didn't go into it thinking that it was going to be as big as it as it was going to be. I didn't think that it wasn't. I just we didn't have any expectations. Mm -hmm. It was really just something. It was something to do. Mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely. Um, your question? Yeah, like I said, um, what were some of your happy moments on Money and Violence, and did you have any, like, regrets for Money and Violence? I don't have any regrets, no. Um, happy moments, there were a lot of them. Um, it was so long ago. Till this day, people still ask me about it. Um, I get, just getting stopped in the airport, um, outside of New York. Like, I'm glad I stopped outside of the country, which is like, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, because to everybody was a hood project. I mean, which it was. Mm -hmm. um, so let's say people still in my inbox asking, when is it going to come back? Um, are we going to see you again on the screen? Um, things like that. I think my saddest moment for you in Money and Violence when Mo killed you. <laughs> I, I first tired. of all, first of all, don't get me indicted because Mo did not kill her. Ray killed her. That. <laughs> Let's get that straight. I don't care. Let's you. get that straight. And 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. And I and I and I and I just want to say this. I just want to say this because um, for some reason, a lot of people, like when they got killed off, thought that it was something personal. You understand what I mean? And I'm not. I'm not referring to you at all, Sha. Um, it was literally for the sake of the storyline. You understand, um, it was the direction in which the show went. Uh, it was, because a lot of people that died off, like I really didn't even want to kill, but I did it because it's something that I had to sacrifice for the sake of the story. You know, truth be told, my character Rafe was shot at the end of the first season, like in the finale. And you know, mm -hmm. I considered, between the first season and the I Not considered killing him off. And mm -hmm. the reason was simply because I was like, yo, that would be so ill, like the audience would never expect that, you understand? But then, you know, when I really started weighing it out and it was like, but for the continuance of the story, I think it's important that he comes back. So anybody that died off um, really was for the sake of the storyline, you know? Uh, it was just the best thing to do. You know, there were a lot of people that, like Sha, you know, that I really didn't want to let go of, but it was like, damn, like, if this happens, this would be so impactful for the show and you know, people love the character, and unfortunately, the things that you love the most, sometimes you have to let go when it comes to writing stories. So let me ask you a question, Shop. If there was a Money and Violence again or another series like this, would you want to be a part of something like that? Well, first off, there can never be another Money and Violence. Mm. Unless talk that talk. Well, if money would another season. Yes, another yeah. season of money and violence and you really didn't die, you know what I'm saying? And we brought you back, would you come back to money and violence? Yeah. 
Okay. And with that said, I also I also want to give you your flowers, you know, um, and it's simply because this is something that I've said for so long, right? You carried yourself with like so much class, in all honesty, um, after the end of this show. You were one of the very few people who, even though you died off, I never seen you posting any stupidness on social media. Um, you've always carried yourself the way that you've always carried yourself, and I respect you so much for that. And I've always said that regardless of whatever, like, if I ever had an, another opportunity for you, I would always give it to you because I have so much respect for you for how you carried yourself, you know, um, after the end of the show. And it's also because a lot of men didn't even carry themselves that way. I don't even talk about that. You, you, you know what I mean? So, um, once again, I just want to give you your flowers because I have so much respect for you for that, so. Thank you, Miss Peter Station, for coming on, man. We enjoy you. <laughs> didn't expect anything less but regardless of the fact like I'm just giving credit where it's due because yes I, I definitely know the type of person you are and it's not something that it's not something I expected you to I expected you to do but I'm just giving you your flowers because the credit is deserved regardless of whatever I appreciate it I appreciate it well look man we want to thank you for for checking in with us we hope and wish you all the best all the luck in the world and once again if we were to do another season or, you know, not even just Money and Violence, if ever there was an opportunity um, that ever arose that I thought that you was perfect for, I would definitely reach out to you because, once again, like I said, I think that you're a true class act. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, Money and Violence has done a lot for me. Um, I just actually recently launched a business in November. It's a digital talent casting platform. Mm. Um, Money and violence, people have all people have always asked me, like, how did you start acting? You know, how did you get into it? What did you do? What steps do I take? People are always always aspiring. And um, the hardest network, which recently launched in November, is to help actors that are looking to start their career. Um, again, it's a digital talent casting platform. You can go there to find work. Um, you can go there to find resources that you need to help you with your acting career. It's growing and it's for us by us. And so anyone watching this, I suggest that you check it out if you're interested in acting. Yeah, please uh, send more the info so we can so um, we could put it on the screen. Put it on the screen when we air this episode. Okie dokie. Congratulations on that, by the way. Yes, congratulations. Thank you, thank you. I will be having an event in New York soon. And um, it will be dope if you guys sat on the panel. Yeah, yeah, no, no definitely. definitely. Just reach out. We'd be more than happy to. Alright. Alright, have a good one, love. Thank you for tuning. Thank you for um for checking in with us. And once again, we loved having you. And um, all the best of luck. Thank you. Good night, guys. Tell everyone I said hi.